Welcome back to the Seahawks Social. Ladies, gentlemen, Hawks fans, 12s. A little bit of a somber weekend for us. Uh, a valiant effort in the second half to come back. But the Hawks fall short in the uh, divisional round against the Packers. The season is done. We are proud of the boys. Looking forward to big things in the next few years. But uh, excited to recap this game and just share our thoughts. Here we go. Lucas, you got a uh, drink to cheers to? Yeah, I do. Let's, uh, let's cheers to um, cheers to the Seahawks making it through all these injuries. And um, we'll pour one out to the refs for uh, kicking us out of the playoffs early. It was a fun season. I wasn't expecting much going into the year. I thought we'd be a mediocre team that squeaks into the playoffs. And I was surprised. They um, they proved my expectations wrong. I was very impressed with how good we were halfway through the year. And if we stay injury-free, I think we're a serious Super Bowl contender. But having that big injury reserve list definitely... Uh, definitely made this week happen i think well that and myers let's get to that too just then wow this might be a new that was quick this might be a new record for lucas uh <laughs> <laughs> myers name brought up in the first 42 seconds of the podcast well just saying did he not miss a field goal i think he did 51 yards to be exact yep that right. could have helped us a little bit just a little bit the floor is yours, Lucas. I will give you free reign on um, venting. Um, so I say we it's time to uh, start a um, a roundout with some fans to try out for a kicking, um, and we can get we can free up fifteen million dollars on our on our uh, on our um, salary cap next year, which we can pay Clowny, and then uh, life is good. You know what? I actually like this topic as a starting point for tonight's episode. Changes that need to be made moving into next year. Well, we might as well talk about that at some point, right? Fuck, let's talk about it right now. The right secondary, now. please. You... Well, God, yeah. Liabilities. We have a liability out there, man. So... I like our offense. Our offense, if start there for a second. Our offense, like, Russell's got some key contenders. He's got targets. Great. Uh, when our running backs are back and healthy, I like it. We just need to figure out Joey Hunt. But I heard, did you hear Joey Hunt was like had a stress fracture, a stress fracture in his fibula for like the last three weeks? Yes. Jeez. And he also dislocated his finger in the first quarter of this week. Yeah. And they just like, that's it okay. Back but that's okay. But we still need we need Brett back. It's true. To me. Add to this if you if you like. Um, like to me, a kicker is not at the top of the list. I think yeah. it's on the list because it proves. Well, the last few weeks proved that just like 
under pressure situations, he's mediocre. And to win Super Bowls, I think we have a caliber of team healthy to win a Super Bowl. We want someone who is going to be clutch at the end of the game. And yeah. Myers to me is a question mark. But at the top of yes. my list, at the top of my list, Lucas, yes. You tell me if I'm incorrect or you want to steer another way, but to me the top two things in my list for 2020 are an offensive coordinator at the top. I think Schottenheimer okay. is extremely extremely mediocre at best and way too conservative to win big football games as proven by our atrocious first halves like it's shocking yep. all season nothing changed all season every fucking game it seems like we're down 14 nothing 17 to 3 like it's it's ridiculous we have well, we literally have bad. the best player in the league on our team and yeah. he doesn't yeah. get to touch the ball until the second half i don't understand uh, what what is their? I don't get their plan on this. Like we don't do anything until the second half. So why why do we even play it? It's just play like, calling. I don't here? I don't understand. They keep talking about setting up this run game, setting up the run game. But how, how um, outstanding can our run game be if Russ puts up 130 yards in the first quarter, and now they're trying to drop back six DBs just to cover these guys, and now we execute the running game. Yeah, and their running game clearly wasn't working. You can't just run Lynch straight into a pack of 10 people every fucking play. Like, what are we doing? I think I was going to say, there was a series in the first half where they gave the ball to Lynch three times in a row, and it was just a three yeah. and out. Three running plays back to back to back. You know how many yards he got on those straight three up the grass, running? Straight up how the many? Grass. None. <laughs> Let's try it again. Exactly. It was fourth and 10. Like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing? I, like, I don't get it. This is my thing, Lucas. To run the ball effectively, you need a few key pieces. One is an athletic, strong running back. We definitely had that throughout the year. But the bigger part is an offensive line, which we have not had at all this year, right? We got Dwayne Brown back, which is fantastic. He's a very, very good football player. Yeah, but we have the second worst offensive line in the league. Why is our whole strategy to set up the run game? We don't have anyone blocking. Yeah. <laughs> Why not go some know. play action? Get Russell out of the pocket. That's where he creates. Why not start the game with a big play action? They just love. They love being so safe, so safe. But like the second half, like play action opens up everything. It's a. They look complete like a completely different team. It's so silly. It opens up everything. Yeah, like what was the score at halftime? Twenty-one three. So they won the second half, Mm -hmm. twenty to seven. Yeah. And I get in the second half, Green Bay's game plan changes. They're up twenty-one three at halftime. They're going to run the ball. They're trying to run out a lot of time with each possession. I get that their game plan changes. I'm just confused. Like the literally the weakest part of our team is our offensive line. And then our entire offensive game plan is uh, is involved around the offensive line. I'm so confused. Yeah. Well, and for such a weak offensive line, why are we running the ball up the gut? Why can't you go down the sides? Like, let's play some kind of like let's just do something different. It doesn't fucking work. That okay? That is actually a great point. 
why did um why did Lynch get so many touches at the beginning of the game? I don't know. I don't know if it was just to wake him up and get him into the game and maybe maybe there's some magic or is it his last game and they just were like, this is the guy, we're going to march him out. Because did Homer even touch the ball in the first half? So that's the thing is Homer went from having a great game to a couple great yeah. games uh, against San Fran and then against the uh, Eagles last week to yeah. carry yeah. the ball. Also, Lynch is the guy. He carried the ball like, three the times hell? this week. Yeah. I'm like, I don't that, get it. that's very confusing. Because Lynch, well, is, Lynch is not an outside before. runner, right? They're not throwing tosses yeah. to Lynch. Lynch is an up-the-gut guy. Yeah. But it worked, too, last game when we were we were putting Homer in, then Lynch in, then Homer in, then Lynch in, and it was different plays. It was play action. So it was confusing the defense because they didn't know what to really do. But in this case, they just knew, oh, Lynch gets the ball, he's going to run it up the gut, so we're just going to stop him. Well, that, fuck, you... you spent half an hour of a game wasting that. So why? Why? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Carl mentioned that I'm, possession, and I remember it really well, that they ran the ball down the middle three times in a row, gained zero yards, yeah. and punted. And I'm just yeah. scratching my head watching this game, trying to figure out what is the goal with this system that Schottenheimer is trying to do here. And I'm lost. I, I, have, I, I don't get it. The thing with Homer too is like he was a receiving threat out the back, so yes. another option. Well, th- yeah, yeah. That's what. Like, I don't get it, man. And then we were playing. Was it just me? But at least I maybe I was maybe I'm dreaming this. But were we playing three linebackers the whole fucking game? Like we can't. Like Kendricks is out, so we need to. We put in some other guy. Who was the new guy Barton. that was in last Barton. week? Yeah, like, he's a rookie. What are we doing? We gave him so much opportunity that game. What? Why? He didn't do anything. Caused us big plays. I don't know the answer to that. I think the reason that they play that system, they play 4-3, and they play a lot of zone coverage in the back, is just because they don't think they have the athletes to compete man-to-man. And as was proven, what was that guy's name? Uh... Oh, Devontae Adams, like one of the best receivers in the league. Phenomenal. Athlete. Oh my. But matching God, Flowers yeah. up with him just doesn't make sense, right? Flowers no. has potential. He's a really athletic big corner, and I understand that we want to get him a lot of playing time so that in three years from now he's a stud. But matching him up one-on-one with the one of the best receivers in the league, Devontae Adams had eight receptions and 160 yards, two touchdowns. Like, this, didn't this work is, out well. This has happened a few times during the season too, right? Where like wide receivers just have enormous games against the Seahawks. Remember that Mike Tampa Evans? Bay game? Mike yes, Evans, yeah. Didn't he have like 230 or it something? It was something insane. Yeah. I don't know. I think we have to invest in a CB1. I think, well, or at least like, at least draft one, a high draft pick because all the quarterbacks are going to go. It's going to be like top five quarterbacks. So, by the time we creep down into the into our picks, there's got to be some good cornerbacks in that as a rookie out there. So where better do you, than Flowers? Where do you place um, DBs on our list of must need, must haves for next year? Because to me, it's offensive coordinator and offensive line at the top. Yep. Then then for sure D backs and well, I think I think kicker at the top. To be honest. 
<laughs> so Lucas's list is kicker number one. Then what? Kicker number one. Well, this is it. So you, you get rid of Myers and you bring somebody else in because then you free up that cap space to give money to, to Clowney. Because I think Clowney, we need to sign Clowney. We can't let him go. I think it's if we an, let him go, we're screwed. It's an interesting he's conversation. Gonna 20, he's going to cost us $20 million. Right. And that's an interesting conversation to have is we have zero pass rush currently, right? Ansa, oh, exactly. Ansa is our second best guy. Clowney's number one. Ansa's our second best guy. Both are free agents. If Clowney gets signed, he's an 18 to $20 million a year guy. So is it worth it to keep one guy like Clowney versus take that $20 million that he would make next year and disperse it between three or four potentials for, let's say, a cornerback, uh, probably a linebacker and or or two DNs. Can you guys hear me? I yeah. lost you for a bit. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. You think we need linebackers? Uh, I think I think Bobby Wagner is good. I think Kendricks yeah. is injury prone. Mm-hmm. Um and KJ Wright's nearing the end of his career, right? He's, He's older. 32, yep. 33. Yep. Yep. Like that's an old linebacker. But you also see that like right? you, you agree that we need to sign Clowney, right? So okay, that was my question. It might have cut out. That was my question is what and, and this is an honest question. Um you give me your thoughts on. Do you yep. think it's worth signing a guy like Clowney for twenty million dollars or dispersing that twenty million over three guys that maybe we get a D end, up and coming D end? a cornerback and an O lineman. And it's an honest question. I don't know the answer to. I'm Yeah. He's a stud. I I totally get I it. I don't know. Whoever gets him is whether it's us or someone else. Like he's a he's a complete game changer. I get it, but based on where the Seahawks are today, uh Russell Wilson wins games regardless of whether we should win them or not. He's going to win eight to 10 football games a year by himself, literally. So do we invest that money in making the D not one of the worst Ds in the league? Or do we keep one guy just because he's a stud? There's so many missing pieces to me on, on, uh, on the D right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer for that either. I don't even know know the options i don't know what our salary is what our salary cap's going to be like how much money we have to spend but i mean as you can tell the last two games we had zero turnovers so we need turnovers it's Clowney right now is our only option that it seemed like who could get anything going in turnovers we're not getting any interceptions we're not knocking anything down we're not Clowney's the only guy who can get to the quarterback it seemed like that's where we won close games was forcing a couple turnovers. Mm-hmm. And the last two games we forced zero, which yeah. man. I felt like that game against Green Bay was very winnable. Like the first half was uh-huh. literally went as poor as it could have. And we were still very much in the game at the end to win. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I, yeah. I think there's a lot of missing pieces that I, yeah, I don't. I don't know the answer. I 
I want to say I really like Clowney and I want to keep him. But at the same time, there are a lot of holes. Like, even with Clowney this year, we were one of the worst uh, one of the worst defenses in the league for uh, rushing the passer. Yeah. One of the worst. And we had one of, let's say, top three DNs in the league on our team. So with no one else on that D-line, Ansa was injured like at least half the season. So I understand he's a he's a threat as well when he's healthy, but he just wasn't healthy all year. So when it's Clowney and three other guys that just aren't doing anything, Clowney just gets double teamed. The so thing the thing with Clowney. What's the point of having him? Yeah, exactly. Triple teamed even. Yeah. And the thing with him too is like how many games this year was he at hundred percent? Oh. He's been super injury four? prone. Yeah. Like and the, like the core is pretty pretty serious usually because like that's everything right. He's having surgery this week on it. Well, there you go. I don't think is he's worth keeping. I think we get like you said two or three guys to help plug up. Maybe a f- offensive lineman, a CB one, and a linebacker, something like that. Because there are a lot of holes. Hmm. What do you think, uh, Lucas? I, I think, think we we have we need Clowney. I really do. I yeah. think without Clowney, we don't we like. I get that we. Like we need all those other pieces in place. I I get that. And I think that if I think we need to work on defense first and then our offensive line second. Just because I you gotta think Britt is gonna come back. And if Britt can at least last more than eight weeks, then we have a fighting shot. With Disley in as well, awesome. And with our running backs in, awesome. Hollister came out of nowhere this year. And he is a second threat. Maybe we move him. Does he stay at tight end? I don't know. But he's he's there. He's he's an option for something. And he's obviously not going to cost us a ton of money. So where do we spend our money? And if you don't if you don't sign Clowney, then now you're you're you're, you're either going to have to pick somebody else up in free agency, which is going to cost you a ton of money, or you have to draft it. But then now we're looking for a, a dime. We're just praying that we get like a, a Bosa or somebody as a rookie, but I don't think we're getting that. If the Seahawks have done know. one thing well, well, they've done a lot of things well in the last few years, but they've de- they've drafted really well. For whatever reason, I don't really follow the draft that closely, but you look at like picking up a guy like DK Metcalf in the, in the late second round. You look at yeah. their draft class, their Russell Wilson draft class year. With like Wagner and Will, like Wilson, they draft really well. I just, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards where Carl's head is at. Is that Clowney, phenomenal talent, gr- fantastic D end, one of the best in the league. Is yeah. he worth twenty million to our specific team? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I can't say yes one hundred percent. We need to keep that guy, especially knowing. Yeah. Like, how many games did he play this year? He probably sat out four or five mm-hmm. with injuries, and now he's going through a surgery. I don't know. I see someone like, well, it could be a Baltimore. It could be someone like that who who goes after a guy like that. Yeah, who I can see that. has pieces around him already, whereas, like, literally the Seahawks are trying to rebuild the defense around Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Well, and I, you got to think that too. Like if, um, 
like Clowney, well, Clowney even signed with us. That's the thing. Clowney's only going to sign with a contender. He's given him one last shot. Mm-hmm. So he's got the option to do it. He could take a pay cut if he, if that means he's going to somebody like Baltimore or San Fran or whoever he wants to, because he can go wherever he wants. But I don't know if he'll even sign with, with uh, Seahawks for all we know. To me, a healthy Seahawks team is, is really scary. Mm-hmm. Like we lost, literally, <laughs> we lost one. Of, how many t- how many touchdowns did Disley have in the first? I think he played six weeks and then tore his Achilles. I think he had five touchdowns know. and like four or five hundred yards. He had six. He had six touchdowns in in the first six games. Was it? Did he play six? I think he tore it in week six, something like that. Anyway. Like, we lost a lot of guys this year. Sure. We lost one, like, Carson was having a fantastic year again at running back. Disney had four touchdowns. If in six games, he played six games. He had games. four touchdowns. Okay. Uh, it just yeah. seemed like every week we lose someone. Again, like, a healthy Diggs is phenomenal. I just, I just don't know if he's been healthy at all. Like, he, he came yeah. back last week and, didn't do a ton, but his presence is felt there. People go away from him. I think Shaq Griffin is a good corner. I think he's a great starter. I don't know if he's yep. a number one guy that people try to avoid. No. Like a Richard Sherman? Mm-mm. I don't know, man. The more I'm talking about it, the more I'm thinking the $20 million. First of all, is someone going to pay $20 million for Clowney? How old is he? Who has that much money? He's... He's in his sixth year now, so he's still early 20s. He's 26. He? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, he's that young. I thought he was a bit older. He's still early. So and someone will probably pay $18 million for him. Like, we have the money. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the cap space is necessarily... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if to the Seahawks team as is, Clowney's worth $20 million. Maybe 15 I just think there's a lot of missing pieces on defense that um, that they need to go after. Flowers definitely like obviously Flowers is a guy that I love and hate at the same time, and I've seen brilliant things out of him at times throughout the year, mm-hmm. but big rookie mistakes at other times. And he's new to that position, right? He didn't play that position in college. No, I don't think so. I think he's new. Yeah. I can't remember, was he a receiver or like a free safety? I can't can't remember, but he didn't play that position in college, so he's learning. This is his second year. He's going to get better. He's got a super athletic body. What? Do you think he'd be like a number one guy, though? Flowers? No. Based on what I saw this year, no. But again, he's young, so who knows? That might be one of the hardest positions in the league. 100%. Cornerback is the hardest in the fucking league. You're literally covering the most athletic humans in the world running full speed at you. Forwards, yeah. And you're fucking going you're backwards. Going backwards. Yeah. Not it's only, so hard. You have to like turn your head and trace the ball too. Is that George again? Yes, it is. Fuck, man. Carl's dad, without uh, fail, every time we do a call on podcast, Carl's dad interrupts. <laughs> I, think I I've can talk, hear you now. I've talked to him like three times on the phone too. In my <laughs> Ever? Life, in my life. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Who are you talking about? Carl's dad. He just called. That's why oh. I interrupted. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, boy. what else do we need? To me, uh, to me, kicker? the biggest things are the offense was not run very well from the coaching position, in my opinion, this year. So that, to me, is an important thing. Or just don't have one. Let Russell Wilson call plays. I don't give a shit. But Schottenheimer did not do a good job. Second is offensive line. Well, maybe second is pass rush. Third is offensive line. Hmm. You know what? The secondary, sure, they had very weak points throughout the year. But if we get some sort of pressure on on their opposing team's QB, the secondary starts looking a little better, right? Right, for sure. But an offensive line helps the run game. So it's kind of... We had one of the best run games in the league going in so, like before Carson got hurt. How can you have And a, we don't have an offensive line. I know. How does That's that That's how work? good they were. <laughs> That's so crazy. So do maybe... Right? Like if we... Let's say we add two decent linemen next year. Mm-hmm. I think we like... I think we're close to being one of the best offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Everyone hates on the receiving core. Fuck you guys. Because Lockett, healthy Lockett, is one of the hardest guys to cover in the league. He had a great game against Green Bay, too. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf gets better every game and, like, is just a coverage nightmare. Who do you cover that guy with? Do you cover him with a big corner like uh, Flowers? Too slow. Yep. Do you cover... He runs a 4-3. That's 6-4, right? He's 6-4-2-40? Runs a 4-3? Those numbers don't make sense to me. Uh, or do you cover him with a like a short, quick guy? But then the size difference. Then you get fucked both ways. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I like those guys a lot. <laughs> and then like having a Disley as a really good third receiving option, to me, there's most teams in the league would die for those three guys. And then Carson was one of the best backs in the league without an offensive line. If we had two offensive linemen, we have one of the best three oh, yeah. offenses in the league. We also had Richard Penny coming up at the end there, right before he got hurt. Right? Great, he great secondary option. Yeah. What's his likelihood of coming back strong next year? Because he broke his leg, right? Bro, a break isn't too bad. Your Ooh, leg? Penny? Yeah. yeah. No, Penny Penny broke his arm, didn't he? No, Process oh, broke his precise. arm. Oh, that was Process. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I you know what I heard oh. recently uh, just in the last few days is that Carson's hip he fractured his hip and they thought he was going to have to have surgery but it has been healing better than expected so he didn't have to have surgery which is a big positive moving forward for next year. You know oh, what? God. Maybe he should have surgery on his hands to hold on the ball though. Rashad had an ACL tear. Oh, that's right. Shit. That's not ideal. That's like a nine-month recovery, isn't it? That's a long one. So he won't even start the year next mm-hmm. year. No. Hmm. But then I'm reading on here. It says he's not going to get surgery and is expected to be ready for the 2020 training camp. So He's not going to get surgery on a torn ACL? <laughs> I don't know. How's that possible? Don't you need to have surgery on that? Maybe they just did a quick one. We're going to do another more serious one. What? 
That's crazy. Wouldn't that be phenomenal if humans were just like, what are those animals that lose their tail? Is it chameleon? Any lizard, I think. Most lizard. lizards. Any yeah. lizard. Gecko. You just lose something. You break your leg. Tomorrow, you just regrow a new one. Wouldn't be too bad, eh? That'd be a lot better for football players. Get a concussion, chop off your neck, regrow a head. So apparently not all ACL tears require surgery. So it's not fully Maybe it's gone. a partial, yeah. That's... His injury didn't look like anything. Like, it didn't look that bad. If I remember correctly. Well, then that's good news, at least. Yeah. All right, well, we could talk about what we need for a lot, long time. I feel like this would not be a proper end to the season without really voicing our thoughts on the um, shocking NFL rule changes and review system that is currently in place. Are you talking about that Jimmy Graham call? We could use a few examples from this game, and I am not biased at all in this approach to how poorly the NFL is dealing with this system. Because in the first quarter, Homer... I think on Homer's first carry, which is maybe why he only got three carries, on his first carry, gets hit, fumbles the ball, clearly a fumble. Green Bay picks it up, clearly a recovery. And yet the ref calls him down by contact. So by rule in their crazy fucked up rule system, Mm -hmm. because he was ruled down by contact, they need to go to a review See if he was not down by contact. If he was not down by contact and the ball comes out, then they need to have what they determine. No one really knows what this means, but what they determine as a clear recovery. Hmm. So great job by whoever the receiver was. I think it was uh, Turner. I think it was Turner. Anyway, Lucas, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So Homer fumbles the ball, clear fumble. The Green Bay guy picks it up, but Turner kind of falls on top of him. And so, like, the camera angles didn't necessarily show what the NFL determines. Again, no one knows what this means. Clear recovery. And they give the Seahawks the ball back. How does that make any sense? There's so many weird calls in that game. Like, that last touch, that one touchdown from Green Bay was not a touchdown. Aaron Jones on the... Oh, so... That may have been the most frustrating play in the the game to me. Because from the camera angle on TV, it was extremely clear that the ref that called a touchdown could not see the player holding the ball. There was two dudes standing right in front of him. And the guy wasn't even close to the end zone. He was like, I'd say almost a half yard short. But again, with this Bullshit fucking rule. Like, I don't understand why this, like, ah, well, it was called a touchdown on the field by someone who clearly couldn't see the ball, yet we have to trust his judgment. He's likely getting paid off. Fuck you. This rule that there needs to be clear and obvious evidence. So you need to have how many fucking different cameras on the field? 39,000 different angles? How many angles can we get? Still not enough, man. How many can we get? Yeah. Because there's bodies in the way? No fucking shit there's bodies in the way. They're on the goal line. There's 19 dudes standing on the line of scrimmage. Of course there's bodies in the way. It's very clear by the replays that the ball did not cross the goal line. But since you couldn't see the ball, 
the tip of the ball and the goal line at the same time, play is upheld. That's a terrible fucking rule. Just flip a coin, man. There's no refing. There's no refing. There's nothing. Why don't they go back to the camera angle of where the ref called the touchdown and see, oh shit, well, the ref couldn't see the ball at all. So he probably fucked up. Exactly. It's the same shit. That's what they need to do. That guy should not be allowed to make the call. Should have been the other guy. And the guy that had the good angle said he was short, right? He He comes in like this. This is down, right? Um, Lucas, I'm waving my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy that can't see calls the fucking touchdown. Again, to me, those kind... Well, it's hard. Like, you can't predict what's going to happen if, if a call gets changed, but... Like, then it's 1-1, right? To me. The Seahawks clearly fumble the ball. Green Bay clearly picks up the ball. Somehow the Seahawks get the ball back. Don't know why. Then this stupid bullshit touchdown. Was that a third down run too? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was, yes. So in all likelihood, I think the Packers were probably up 7-0 at that time. So in all likelihood, they're kicking a field goal at that point to make it 10-0 rather than going for it on 4th and 1 or whatever. 100%. It's a playoff game. Put points on the board. Both very big plays because I think Homer fumbled the ball in like our own 30. So it would have completely changed field possession, obviously. I don't know how they're, if they're equal or not, but they're both fuck ups. So my point with this review system is why do we have a review system if we cannot get the call correct? Why are we wasting everyone's time for five minutes looking at a iPad just to come back and say, I don't know what I just saw. Guess we're just going to keep it the same, guys. Yeah, it's brutal. I'm it losing my absolute shit on these, these fucking things. With, literally with the green bit, with the fumble, I come back and I'm like, oh, that, they fucked up. <laughs> I don't know how we kept the ball there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. Yeah, brutal. And like every call there that for some reason they won't, they didn't overturn anything. They're like, no, we're just going to, it just stands. Everything stands. So then I go back to the olden days, right? We have refs in place. We understand they're human beings. We understand the players playing the game are hundreds of thousands of times more athletic than these old white dudes that are refing them in their 60s. We understand. They're going to make mistakes. We get it. What the fuck is the point of the yeah. review system if we just allow the mistakes to stand? Are the refs like too yeah. scared to make a call on that? Like, it's just, they just want to go with the play and just kind of ignore everything. Okay, so that is part of this new review system right. is that the refs are now taught to let any anything that's close, let it go so that you can review it and turn it back. But then if you're making, if you're making a fucking call and you can't even see the play, what's happening, doesn't that have a huge impact? Like... Because then if it's called a touchdown on the field, it has to be clear evidence for it to be overturned. And the guy, does, the guy calling the touchdown can't even fucking see the ball. So, yeah, again, issue, right? that is my issue with this system, mm-hmm. is that unless it's clear to you to see it, if it's close, leave it, and then review to bring 100%, it back, right? Yeah. So, with the fumble, 
it was obviously close enough. Like after reviewing, mm-hmm. it was extremely obvious that he fumbled the ball. So in real time, if it was extremely obvious in a replay, in real time, it must have been pretty close. So let the fumble yeah. go. Let the fumble go. Let the player understand who yeah. picks it up. Green Bay clearly picks it up. And then see if someone's knee was down. For sure. Once the play is over. Yes. Yeah. But they're stopping these plays too early. There, it happened like a few weeks ago too. I forget who was playing, but they picked up a ball. They, but then the refs just call it dead. And the guy's like halfway down the field. I know. And j- they just fucking come back and it's their ball. They get the ball, but they can score the touchdown. It's so crazy. So it almost seems like me th- th- to me that they're just scared to overturn things. Mm-hmm. I think so too. So why do we have this review system? We're not making anyone happy. Either make the right calls, and there was three really bad ones, in my opinion, in this game. Fumble, touchdown, first down at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Why do we have the system? Why not go back to the olden times and just say, refs get to make calls. We understand they're human. They're going to make mistakes both ways. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Why have the review system if we're not changing things to the right calls? Yeah. I, they got to look at it and just be like, okay, so who do we want to win this game? Let's, uh, let's just give them that. That's who do you have problem. your money on, George? Hey, George, George, who did you bet on today? I bet on the Packers. Okay, don't overturn it. NFL refs have such a huge impact on the game. I don't think there's any sport like it. Sure, NBA, you can call fouls and stuff, but like the refs actually fucking decide where the ball gets put on the field, and it's a game of inches. At, even look at that last play of the game, where or not of the game, but that last, yeah, maybe last game, the one that we basically it screwed us. Like it was not, it was definitely not a first down, but they gave him the first down. They looked at it a thousand different ways. Then they came back and said, "Call stands," and then they got taken back to go again to look. And then they said, yeah, still stand. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> Clearly did not stand. It's just, it's, it's shockingly embarrassing for the NFL. And as one of, like, a massive corporation that makes billions of dollars a year, it's so fucking embarrassing to have a ref come back onto the field and say, after, what did, what did they say? After, like, new footage was know. brought to us. Yeah. And we After still would footage. like to co- the the play to stand. Yeah. A secret camera. Where angle. the fuck was the footage three minutes ago? <laughs> I know. Enhance. What the hell? Like they're showing everything to us on TV immediately after it happens. Why is that? A, why is New York not seeing this? Like I don't understand. Do you think when you like in the ball and like fucking lasers on the goal line and stuff, or that's what they should do? Why not? In the ball, in the ball, on the like the inside would, of the would, skin, it would have to be in the late in all the laces though, because it would have to cover the whole ball. It have to cover the whole ball on the inside, yeah, and it's, and probably just shoot the laser beams down the sideline or whatever or through the end zone for sure, right? And if that gets triggered, then you know it's gone across the line. Yeah, the end of man, I I don't know what the right answer is, mm-hmm. and after seeing twenty nineteen, the after seeing this football season. My honest opinion is we need to go back in time because this system fucking sucks. Everything about it. Pass interferences are completely awful. They've completely fucked up the game with this stupid bullshit pass interference review garbage system. 
What did they overturn? Nine out of 988. It's crazy. And probably half of them were incorrectly called after this review bullshit system. 100%. Yeah. I don't get it. Go back in time. Say it's a game that happens way too fast for us to understand how to call it. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to try our best. Don't give us this bullshit about the play stands because we didn't have clear evidence. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make, like, it doesn't, this is not, this is not the right system. Start from scratch. I feel like the way you're saying, there was better consistency, right? Because now you're not stopping the game, you're not looking at cameras, you're not being influenced by that. It's what you call on the field and that's it. You're going to call it the same way on both teams, right? My Part of the problem with this, if you're talking PI specifically, mm-hmm. this makes absolutely no sense. So if the call on the field is no PI, to go back and review if a coach calls a challenge, the terminology of actually calling the penalty is different than if it happens live, right? Jesus. So the terminology is, it needs to be a gr- this fucking made-up word, egregious. It needs to be an egregious penalty. But in real life, if there's pass interference, if you interfere with the player trying to catch the ball, if you tackle him before the ball gets there, it's pass interference. Yeah. But going back to review... They completely change what the foul is. It has to be so extreme. It's a different yeah, pl- foul. It is. So what are we challenging? We're challenging a different foul now. Mm-hmm. Well, a PI can be as simple as grabbing someone's hand or just the slightest touch, right? Anything that interferes with you being able to receive the ball. But like you're saying, agree, like agree, what the fuck? Egregious. Egregious. So what, the guy has to end up on the ground or what? I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. That's the problem. The refs don't know. New York doesn't know. The mm-hmm. NFL doesn't know. They just made up a word that sounds fun to say. Everyone loves saying it on podcasts. It's really fun. The commentators, fucking Troy Aikman, who's one of the worst in the league, he loves saying the words. It's really fun, guys. Egregious. Ah, it wasn't egregious. Ah, da, da, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> bullshit why are we changing the penalty we're not changing the fumble rule by reviewing it we're seeing if the guy's knee or shoulder or elbow is down and we're calling it a fumble or not a fumble based on the actual rules of the game we're not going into review and saying oh because we didn't call pi it's got to be this new rule that we made up this year no one really knows what it means but it's got to be pretty bad guys it's got it's got to be pretty bad no, it's the fucking rule. The rule is pass interference. So review the rule. Don't make up a fucking new rule to review. Lucas, how do you feel? Oh, BS. I just feel like I want to... I really want to be in a position with the team, and I know it's going to be a few years from now. Hopefully not. Where we don't have to even care what the refs say or don't say. We're just blowing teams out of the water anyways. Who fucking cares? That's what I want. I don't want to be just winning shit by three to eight points every game. I want I want some like consistency. I want to believe my team's going to actually destroy somebody. And I just hate the fact that San Fran starting to turn into that. It really hurts. The the reason for my outburst is not necessarily Seahawks driven. It's I really, really love the sport of American football. It is so much better designed than Canadian football. It's not even funny. It is, for me, the most entertaining, exciting, fun, crazy sport to watch. The NFL is trying to fuck with it, and I'm not excited about it. 
regardless of whether I'm a Seahawks fan or not, watching any football game is so much more frustrating because the refs and this bullshit review system, they don't know what they're doing. They, no one knows. Every game it's different. They're changing the rules because of this review system, and it, it doesn't make any sense. So yes, I'm upset that the Seahawks lost, and there was three reviews that I think they got all three wrong. So great system, guys. You're 0 for 3 in one fucking game. One, yeah. was a, one was not even Seahawks favored, so I don't feel like I'm being super biased here. It was clearly a fumble. Green Bay clearly picked it up. Green Bay should have the ball. Mm -hmm. How the fuck is this a good... Like, I don't get it. Someone explain it to me. Can we write a fucking letter, like, to someone? Hey, dear Mr. NFL. What is his name? Goodell? Roger. Jesus. You want to talk about Donald Trump being bad at his job? Talk about fucking Roger Goodell. <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. What is this system? It's a terrible system. Something needs to happen. Well, Otherwise, this is going to be a very fun podcast because you're going to hear a lot more shit like this. <laughs> well, this system was brought into place after that the Saints missed call last year in the playoffs, right? But now they're fucking up even more calls with it. Maybe they try something again next year. I but like, <laughs> you're like this you're, is my problem. It it's very. It sounds like a politician to me, right? Mm -hmm. You're running for office. You're saying, I'm going to give money to the poor. I'm going to tax the rich. It's going to be a great country. I'm going to give free health care to everyone. I'm going to kiss all the babies. It's going to be great. I'm going to walk by you on the street. I'm just going to hand you a thousand bucks. Fuck you. It's the same. This NFL bullshit. Oh, you know what? We really fucked up last year. It was, a, it was an egregious call. We missed it. Sorry, guys. You know what we're going to do? We're going to please all the NFL fans out there. We're going to bring in this review system. We, now, we not only review touchdowns and fumbles now, we're going to review pass interference. Mm -hmm. We're going to say we review pass interference, but we're not really interested in overturning anything. We're just going to say and give the coaches the fun opportunity to throw that red flag one more time. <laughs> Another TV timeout too? Completely changed the rule of yeah. pass interference, guys. NFL.com, whoever you are, whatever this bullshit system is that you're building, it sucks. You need to adjust. Carl, I like where you went with that because that's likely what it is. They're like, you know what? Uh, we need to review this play. And really, we need to make some more money for our owners. So we're going to go to a commercial break. Yeah. And uh, we'll come back. Oh, no, we need to go back and look at it one more time. Uh, still don't know the call. Yeah. I'm okay with it though, Lucas. I'm okay with that as long as it improves the game. So if it improves well, the calling on the field, if it improves the sport in terms of getting things correct, I'm okay with it. Mm. You can't challenge yeah, everything. I get that. You can't challenge everything. Pass interference is one that is so difficult to call on the field because it is happening extremely fast. I get it. But if you're reviewing it, you need to keep the rule the same mm -hmm. and you need to call it based on what the rule is. You can't change the rule because it's reviewed. Is it a pass interference yeah. or not? It's very easy to tell in a review in slow motion whether it's pass interference or not. 
It's very easy. Yeah. Don't change the rule. It's like, oh, fumbles in real life, in real time, your knee has to be down. But if you review it, your knee and your elbow and your shoulder and your mouth guard and your left third toenail need to be on the grass to call it a fumble or to not be on the grass. <laughs> like it's completely changing the rule. I don't like that at all. Nope. Yeah. Bullshit. So just consistency. That's what's missing right yeah. now. Exactly. The whole problem arises when a fucking when a referee makes a call and he doesn't see the play. That's where the first the whole issue arises. But I feel like they have they have to get it out. They have to they have to make a play. They have to call something. So again, I want to give the actual referees some sort of benefit of the doubt here. And I'm going to assume that they're all trying to do their best. They're human beings. I get it. We all make mistakes. And let's say, for example, that touchdown that was not a touchdown, that they called a touchdown, that they reviewed that was not a touchdown, but they still left it as a touchdown that they fucked up on. Let's say that gentleman over there on the left that couldn't see the goal line, but he he's in real time, it's happening so fast that the running back is running towards the goal line. A defender is meeting him at the goal line. The ball is likely a little bit short, but he's seeing the guy's back and he's anticipating that the ball maybe comes a little bit forward and he, and he thinks it crosses the line. I get that he is able to make a mistake and call it a touchdown. But this wording, this garbage wording that they're including in these review systems is comical. It's so silly. You watch the review from the other angle. Even bring that referee over. Say, hey, Jeffrey, you <laughs> called it a touchdown. Your buddy on the other side who had a much better view didn't call it a touchdown. You should watch the review. Yes, maybe, it's a touchdown. maybe it's not egregious and obvious because there's bodies in the way. No shit. There's fucking 22 men on the field, guys. There's going to be bodies in the way of a tackle. Maybe it's not obvious, but it's pretty clear that the guy's holding the ball in his torso. Though He's not holding the ball against his helmet above his head, right? So even if you can't see it, you know where the ball is. And if it's half a yard short, you can't say, oh, well, we couldn't see the ball at the exact moment that his knee touched the ground. So we have to keep the call on the field. You can put a few things together. I'm 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 fucking blown away by how bad this review system has gotten 2019. Yeah. Painful. It's not it's not a one-off scenario. It's an every week, multiple, multiple, multiple times. Yep. Something has to change. I hope something changes and I hope it changes fast too. So we don't have to like, it should be the end of the season. Perhaps get together. Here's all the changes. This shit's happening. Let's go. We should send this podcast to the NFL. As a yearly yeah. review of the refs. I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure all we need to do is just say attention Goodell, right? And it'll, it'll get yeah. there. Probably. It'll get there. There's yeah. only, there's only one. Someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad I got that out. I feel, you know what? I don't feel fucking better at all. I feel worse because it's, 
as I'm replaying all these situations in my head, it's just making me more frustrated, Lucas. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. What should we talk about now? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Should we talk about... Uh, there was a couple big upsets in, in the playoffs. Oh, yes. Just mention the other games. Okay. I would like to uh, congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs for being down 24 nothing at the end of the first quarter and then winning the next three quarters 51 to 7. 51 to 7. <laughs> Could you imagine if they just had a mediocre first quarter? And let's say it's 7 7. Yeah. They would have oh won 58 to 14. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, three touchdowns in the fucking second quarter. This is against a oh team that God. won their division. That game was weird, though. There were so many weird, like, turnovers, fumbles that would just pop up to, into someone else's hand and it would just run straight in. Like, a lot of weird stuff. It was like a college football game. They like, right? Yeah, the coaches are like, hey, guys, don't worry about defense today. We're just going to fucking let it rain. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was like college. It was like schemes just went out the door. They're just like, see what you can do. You do you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the ball as far as you can, Mahomes. See what happened. It worked out. You know what was one of the most satisfying things I've seen in a long time? Is how everyone was all over Lamar Jackson's D. Hard. Yeah. All over him. Loved him. A lot of praise. Most phenomenal thing to happen in football in years. He got shit pumped, guys. He got shit pumped. Do you think the Titans just had his number or they just figured out, figured him out or? Look, I think the guy's a phenomenal athlete. I think mm-hmm. he's very good. I think he can be a very good quarterback in the league if he learns how to play smarter. But I don't, I, as, as someone starting a franchise in the NFL today, he's not in my top three, not probably not in my top five as a quarterback. He's not a, he's not a legitimate quarterback that wins games today. He's a ridiculous athlete, and I get it. It works really well in the regular season, but playoffs are under different. pressure in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. When one or two plays kills you, I don't know, man. Obviously, like I didn't watch the game super closely because Lucas had a surprise birthday party that he didn't know about, and I had to be there. <laughs> so I was like trying to watch part of it while videotape you as you walked in the door and didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but they got pumped. And I'm pumped. I was not oh. expecting that. No, neither was I. I th- I honestly thought when I saw that spread, I think I said this on last week's podcast. When I saw that spread, I think they were favored by nine and a half or something. I was like, yeah. I think Tennessee's better than that. I think it's gonna be a good game. No nope. <laughs> What did I say? Back, how do you stop Henry now? Henry is a beast. Carl, fuck you. Delete that spreadsheet, whatever the hell you got there. Wait, I'm so confused now. What are we talking about the Titans games? Yeah. I, I, I never said Titans would win. I just said I I thought that would be a better game than the spread said it was going to be. I I agree. Cuz I think they it was minus 9 and a half or 10 and a half or something. 9 and a half. 9 and a half, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? Do Titans are Titans the team to beat now or like oh. Well, KC's offense looked um, stupid. <laughs> like so good. Just put it in the air. That could be a phenomenal game to watch. Uh-huh. Like, really good. To me, honestly, guys, I I think the Niners win by 10 or more. 
10 or 13. I don't think Green Bay is that good. I think the Seahawks played like garbage in the first half Mm -hmm. and almost still won the game, which doesn't make sense. You can just not show up for two quarters. Um, I think that Casey-Tennessee game is going to be very, very fun to watch. I think Tennessee is going to win it. It'd be fun, man. Like, be look fun. who they took out. They've taken Baltimore out. They've taken New Brady, England out. You're yeah. telling me? Yeah. Like, they've, this, they're the Cinderella story going on here. At the same time, though, Lucas, going into the year, everyone thought Casey would be a contender from the beginning. And yep. they literally just got healthy. Yeah, that's the thing. They had yeah, injuries yeah. all year. Just like the last three weeks, they've got healthy. And they look very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, but I think that the first quarter, I don't cannot, know what happened in the first quarter. Well, they had a block punt for a touchdown, right? Which kind yeah, of fucks I don't, with I don't think they re and I don't think they repeat what they uh what they did last week. I think they got it out of their system and now they're like, okay. <sighs> All right. Well, that was a good game. And they get shit pumped. Tennessee's gonna walk in there thirty one nothing first quarter. Carl mentioned something before you jumped on the call here, Lucas, that Tannehill had the best QB rating in the league this year. Is that true? Really? That's what Carl mentioned to me, and I, I, I obviously didn't know that. I hope I'm right. I hope you're right too. Otherwise, we're going to sound like idiots on this podcast. I saw it on the TV somewhere. Let me just double <laughs> double check. That's crazy if he did. Right? Because when did he take over? Uh, I want to say like second or third week. Oh, that early in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty early. Hmm. Pretty early. He's, he's, gotta, he's a little older too, right? Running back. Well, Mariota was supposed to be the franchise guy, right? Mm-hmm. When they drafted him a couple years ago, three years ago, whatever. Yeah, he was the franchise guy, and then Tannehill came in and we're like, nope, okay. Where's Tannehill before? He's Miami. Yeah, Miami, I think. Yeah, he's in Miami. You good to keep going? What's that? You good to keep going? I got to keep going? What? Are you good to keep going? What time you got to wrap up? Oh, yeah, let's wrap up. I got to go. Oh, I feel like we're on a roll here. I'm talking about Tannehill. He's, like your, he's your boy now, man. I feel like we got a lot of good shit here. Who is Tannehill? I don't know. I feel like I could just talk about this review system all night. We need to, like... Maybe we start a fucking review system podcast, Carl. Maybe we just start calling NFL refs and see who picks up. Done. Cool. I'm going to DM a few tonight. Can you get the NFL what are the names? 122? Pick? Remember 122 from the beginning of the year? We ate that guy up yeah. for three weeks straight. Oh, did he Did he ref? I wonder if he ref. No, we had number 32 fuck us this week. Ooh. Bastards. All right, well, you got anything else from last week, Lucas, or you want to go to predictions for this week? Um, I say let's go to predictions and... Uh... I'm going Tennessee and Green Bay. Going upsets, boys. You're going Green Bay? I like Bay? the upsets. Yeah. Huh. Fuck, I don't want San Fran to win shit. You want them in the Super Bowl? Tell me. Please tell me you don't want them in the Super Bowl. I don't want them in the Super Bowl. I also don't want the current review system to continue past the season. So it doesn't really seem like my wishes are granted. Uh, but what I think is going to happen this week is I think San Fran is going to win by 10 and I think Casey 
wins a close one. I agree. I think San Francisco is too good, and they're going to... It's not going to be that close with the Packers. Mm-hmm. And then I like the... Oh, fuck. That's a tough one. The Chiefs and the Titans. I have no idea what, what Titans team is going to show up. I'm way more excited. I, I'm obviously, guys, you know that I think the NFC is so much stronger than the AFC. You know that. I've said that so many times this year. But I'm way more excited to watch that Titans game, That's Titans gonna, Chiefs game this year, this week, than uh, the Packers Niners game. For me, flip a coin. I think either, either of those teams can win. Totally, eh? Yeah. It's funny because, like, literally halfway through the season, did anyone talk about the Titans? No one, right? Nobody. No. Because wasn't Henry injured too for, for a while? Or oh, was he? Or uh, was he not playing because of uh, contract stuff? I don't. I really haven't paid attention to them other than the last two weeks. I don't think anyone has, dude. (laughs) People probably even know Tennessee had a team until he beat Brady a few weeks ago. (laughs) You know my friend Alex D'Angelo? He had to pick a... So when I started loving... Well, ever since we've like been friends, I've loved the NFL. And so he felt like he had to pick an NFL team just to have fun and support a team while we watched NFL together. And guess who he chose? He chose the Tennessee Titans. Great pick. Who were like 3-39 and 39 the year that he chose them. I'm like, why would you choose Tennessee? He's like, I don't know. I kind of like their jerseys. <laughs> They've been bad forever. So bad. Like, what, have they ever been good? Vince they, Young? Are... <laughs> didn't they... Did they win a Super Bowl? No. Remember that... Uh, Remember on the kickoff, they were the team that on that kickoff, the guy who caught the kickoff threw it across the entire field and ran down the sideline. And it was, was re- it was basically forward. It was like right on the line of forward. I remember that. I thought they won the Super Bowl that year. Huh. Did they? It was probably early 2000s, probably like 15 years ago. Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know why they use Roman numerals for... Super Bowls is so tough. They lost to... Uh, oh, they lost the Super Bowl? Yeah, St. Louis Rams, Kurt Warner. There you go. Okay, so they made the Super Bowl. In 30, Super Bowl 34. This one's 52? 54? 52? What does it say? Some crazy-ass Roman numerals. Uh, this one's going to be 54. 54. And Tennessee lost in what year? Oh, here. I got the years here. I got it. I got it. Got it. They lost 34? Super Bowl 34, so. 34. Fuck. Not that old. Oh, jeez. 2000. Right? Wow. It's 20, 20 years, years, dude. 20 years ago. Wow. Well, good for them. Took them 20 years to get back. <laughs> hey, I'm back. <laughs> we lost Lucas for like five minutes and we didn't even know. <laughs> Carl and I were just going off about the Titans. Carl, what? Do you keep getting phone calls or what? I don't know what it is. George. That's weird. Are you good now? Anyways. George is hitting them up. All Anyways. right. Okay, let's get out of here. Lucas. All right, bud. Thanks for calling in, brother. Well, like Lynch says, uh, start taking care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies, and y'all chicks.